Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic University with your host, Maria Paith. Maria is a spiritual teacher, a life and soul coach, and the angel decoding expert. Her book, Angel Decoding, Secret Keys to Communicating with Your Angels, is available on Amazon, and you can find her on the web at www.mariapaith.com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H dot com. Listen now as Maria shares her wisdom to expand your spiritual awareness and increase your personal joy. Hello, Maria Paith here with Maria's Angelic Enlightenment and um, the Angelic University podcast. So I am very excited to share with you today the idea of conscious evolution. Consciousness, evolution, kind of really important buzzwords for this time. Um, I am reading a quote from The Bringers of the Dawn, Teachings from the Palladians by Barbara Markinak, M-A-R-C-I-N-I-A-K. And this idea of um, consciousness that she brings in. So from her book, the page is 137, and the quote begins with, the ideal is to carry the light frequency of information to become informed, and to couple it with love frequency. This will allow you to feel a part of creation and to not judge it or be frightened by it, but simply to see the divinity and perfection of it as it evolves to teach every included consciousness about itself. So a beautiful idea of how we, each of us, need to carry our own light frequency and receive information and become informed and then add to that love, not fear. So conscious evolution is really the idea of understanding or coming to some kind of comprehension about the fact that life is continuous and ever evolving. And we know if there's one constant in the world, it is that of change. And that constant proves itself over and over again when we are confronted with any kind of crises like we are right now. So the crises of the current time has brought us to a new place, a new shift. Um, Nature has brought us COVID-19. And we can go into the all the different conspiracy theories, um, you know, about how it started, where it came from. Um, people can do, you know, research. But in a matter of seconds, we know that it started in some kind of nature. Perhaps it's manufactured in a Petri dish, but it had to start with nature. And I believe um, that our earth had just about enough of us 
we have been polluting her. We have been abusing her airways. We have been abusing her waterways. We have been, you know, raping the lands of um, resources and not really giving a thought about restoring it. Yes, we've had, you know, various proclamations and and signed um, unified, you know, contracts about the whole how the whole United Nations of the world is going to be more conscious, but not enough and not enough fast enough. So I know that um, nature cares about one thing, and this is actually the works and the life um, research of Barbara Max Hubbard, and she um, speaks about how nature cares about one thing, and that is purpose, that it nature is always on purpose. There is purpose to reproduction. There is purpose to the storms, and there's purpose to rain. There's purpose to sun. There's purpose to the growing season. The, there's purpose to a restorative season. There's purpose to the waters and um, you know the specific species that are in the water. Nature does not care about specific species. Nature cares about purpose and nature's purpose is to grow greater consciousness and create and therefore in that creation bring more freedom and order and so constantly in this space of you know moreness uh, muchness and creativity and expansiveness so in order for us to be evolutionary creatures ourselves and not look at what could be the most definitive time of extinction because there have been five distinct periods of, of species extinctions. And is this the sixth? You know, are we in the works now that we have the forefront of the sixth? Only if we don't pay attention to what nature needs. And so we need to, as a human intelligent species say yes to evolution. And yes to evolution means that we will pay attention to nature, that we are more conscious about what and how we may use our resources, that we become um, one with, with source energy. And we have been nudged and directed and supported in a long time to... Um, you know, bring more, to bring to our conscious mind a more ethical ways of managing our, um, you know, raping of the earth's minerals and the resources and polluting her airways. We have been nudged many a time. And then here comes a crisis, um, COVID-19 and, and um, even on top of that, the civil rights, um, you know, current civil rights, um, you know, movement and Black Lives Matter and all these, these things are kind of like crises. They're like chaos. And it's kind of like a disorder and a way for us to, um, you know, despair. And so if we are on the threshold of, you know, a sixth mass extinction, then, you know, nature calls us to love. Nature calls us to be more conscious. Nature calls us to to you know, experience the pain, which is essential for new birth. Um, you know, every experience of birth, m m 
um, the maternal can tell you this, mothers, um, do not give, you know, birth to incredible new beings without experiencing, you know, the dilation of the uterus and some change or, or the, it could be, if it's not a dilation of the uterus in it, then it can be a C-section and, you know, and there's many ways that, um, that one can say that these things are, are, are in fact new birth and painful, um, but it, it's kind of a natural consequence of growth. Is that we grow, we grow, we grow, we grow, and you have this like pains. So we even have a name, and we do call growing pains for kids in their joints when they're adjusting, when they're growing. Um, I have found, you know, recently that I've had more um, joint pain, specifically in my hands and, and feet, than um, in a long time. And I've decided that they are, in fact, growing pains of the spiritual nature, that my body's adjusting to bringing in more crystalline energy, more light. And that is part of conscious evolution as well. Um, the science part is that we need to take care of nature. The science part is that we need to be aware. The science part is that we need to have a consciousness of um, care for our earth. And the spiritual part says that we will begin to expand our love which is a spiritual concept, an emotional concept for the human, but also a spiritual concept. Expanding love does not necessarily mean um, the creative and romantic and kind of sexual love, um, but it includes uh, the love that we have for one another, the respect that we need to command for one another, the collaboration that can um, support one another, and not just humans, but every species on the planet, a collaboration with the water creatures, a collaboration with the air creatures, a collaboration with the land and her many plants, and collaboration with the animals. We are on this earth together, and collaboration, respect on a, of a spiritual nation, nature of a love can really be a difference maker. Um, so when we come from love, we may not harm another. And I started to think about this. Um, you know, I am more conscious since I've been um, growing a few vegetables, you know, about the tender loving care that they needed, especially when they were little seedlings how weak they were. Um, and, you know, that the, a little too much watering from the top created, you know, like a wilting of the whole entire plant. And then I, next thing I knew, you know, that was diseased um, and had, you know, pests, had pests and, and, um, and looked like, you know, was, was um, dying. Where if I took a little more care and just raised the tender leaves up and made sure that the water went underneath them, then, you know, like that, that, that they just, you know, bloomed and continued to grow in that way and then giving a little fertilizer every week of some kind I have bought a natural fertilizing organic tea um, for my you know precious um, garden plants and especially the vegetables and I have found it to be you know quite amazing and how they seem to grow you know even more in those few days after they've been given a little bit of nourishment and it's the same with us and it's the same with the earth respecting the earth instead of again thinking of ravishing her um, but 
but you know, rather respecting her. We have in the name of the industry, um, the industrial revolution, you know, come to this point where we don't have to be, um, we don't, we don't need uh, many of the things that we are now harvesting from the earth. It's just a luxury. And so if we got a little more simplistic and relaxed a bit, we may find that we can lovingly support earth um, a bit more. Like there is a whole plastic challenge this month. I noticed that people were posting about to use less plastic or to make sure that any that they used, that they recycled them, um, or even to be really conscious about the plastic because plastic is man-made substance. And then I watched this little video where a seal had gotten caught uh, many, 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 like those rings, those six ring, you know, pop can holders that were around these, this poor little seal's neck. And then they, you know, captured it in the sleeve and then um, cut the cut away the the plastic um, you know rings from its neck, and then that little thing just took off and just went. And you can just see, you know, the new life. Of course, it was afraid as well. But you know how sad that something that we created, you know, is 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 harming our animals um, in the sea who have no other you know desire except for to expand and live and grow themselves. And um, nature is quite amazing. It, it, it is um, known that, you know, nature will work together to support one another. They don't mind sacrificing themselves when it is needed. Um, they understand this process and that, you know, there is food. Um, but in honoring and respecting that process is where we fall short. And so if we can be more conscious more aware, more respectful, then we will evolve more lovingly. And I didn't mean for this to turn into like a save the environment, um, you know, podcast or speech, but it is important for us to just simply be aware um, because our awareness is what can change. And first we wake up. And then in waking up, we can make concerted changes and efforts to redirect the way that we may act or the things that we may be thinking. In the same way, we can look at how we have evolved in the way that we think about slavery. And I think about, I was thinking about this earlier today and how, you know, in the early, um, I don't know, we want to call it the early part of settlement here in the United States, um, there was an unfairness in the way that, you know, European countries came in and, and um, suddenly started to own land that they, you know, had had decided that they that they owned because they put a stake in it when the Native Americans had been here for, you know, eons. And nobody owned the land. The natives, you know, simply were one with the land. And then we took away, um, and with their songs written about this, of course, we took away their native way of life and implemented, you know, and we say we because modern man is who we are and we are living more like those Europeans, um, you know, did. And when they, when they first settled here, then we are like the natives that were settled here. And that the main reason for that is the evolution of the direction, you know, that the earth 
took and that people's choices made. So instead of siding with some kind of responsibility or or collaboration, or even as we call the divine feminine of nurturing and collaboration intuition, there was this um, you know very grave way of thinking about conquering and taking over and owning and possessing. And it's been going on for centuries. I mean, I visited, you know, Rome and Paris, and I see all the um, museums that have, you know, hordes of, of things that have been collaborated and connected in these, you know, museums and shown, you know, like as the prowess of the day, you know, we were able to capture this, we took this, we had this gold, we had, you know, this statue, this beautiful painting, this, and, um, you know, really things um, that are being, you know, collected to show some kind of, again, prowess, some kind of possession. So if we, you know, we think about, you know, how we have evolved in this way, um, and we can perhaps be a little more awake and redirect and say, you know, can there be a, um, a more respectful way of looking at our food? And when we're growing our, you know, our vegetables and fruits, can there be a more respectful way of treating the land? And I think there is, yes, that it's very important that we go back to um, non-chemical ways of supporting growth in our foods and vegetables. And because um, the chemicals are wrecking the earth and our, our human species, ourselves, um, and we can learn, you know, now, and we have evolved to this, but we can um, evolve again to, you know, planting uh, fruits and vegetables and restoring the land as well. And that would be a new um, and not tired evolutionary idea or impression. Um, one more thing that seems more, more specific evolution is the way that we think about slavery. And back in colonial times, you know, it was normal for people to have, you know, slaves and they didn't think anything of it because they didn't have the conscious awareness of, you know, these are people. I mean, somehow it was just, um, you know, we're going to steal these people from, you know, their homeland and we're going to make them work for us. And it was the consciousness of the times. And I mean, right now we go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened. And you know, how horrible and people being, you know, like put in chains and, and, um, you know, brought in loads of, of you know, their own feces. And, um, you know, because there were so many that they chained in these ships and, um, and when they died, they just, you know, let them go into the sea and um, if they didn't make it all the way here. And I mean, so many, you know, problems and concerns um, that came with all of that. But but because our consciousness has, has really evolved from that, I mean, and we think about, I mean, slavery was still here not too long ago. I mean, it's quite, you know, maddening to think that it was only 200 years. I mean, that's still fairly modern. And now we see the ridiculousness of it. However, there are still um, the human trafficking slaves, and that is still an enslavement. Um, and we, however, have woken up much, much more aware. And because of that awakening, we have a responsibility to speak for those that may not be able to speak for themselves, to act in, in ways that would support um, the, the stopping of such madness. Um, 
as we know that our forefathers, many of them did speak against, and of course, Abraham Lincoln being specifically um, noted for, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation, which like freed the slaves. And it's like Emancipation Proclamation for all. Um, there is no one man or one species that really can own another. Let us live in harmony with the food sources, with the animal sources. Let us live in harmony with the earth, for we don't own her. She is our friend, and that is what she needs, is friendship. And friendship looks much more caring instead of self-serving. It's an important lesson um, in humanity, in in environment, and also in soul, spiritual awareness. Um, so I call you today to be that much more consciously aware of evolution. And evolution means that we, um, nature wants evolution to be about, you know, creation and purpose. And um, But evolution for us, for humans, conscious evolution is about new freedoms and creativities and collaboration and love. Love and love means that we really respect everyone as if they are our own, and they are, in fact, our own, for we are one. It has been wonderful to connect with you this day. Thank you for listening for to and the podcast, Maria's Angelic University podcast. You can find me um, on the web at www.mariapath.com. Um, I think you, if you listen to the intro and outro, you know how to spell that. And... Um, that beautiful community, Angelic University, is a wonderful place where I post uh, weekly lessons and also have monthly um, sacred circle lessons that go on. We also have, uh, you know, readings that, um, like random readings that I do on that uh, page with members. Also, there's uh, questions, answers, other support, and um also a free reading that you can get um, for joining a year. Um, you get a half hour free uh, session with me. So it's really quite worth it. I absolutely love to meet with people to help them to expand their own, you know, awareness to their own spirituality, but really to um, connect to their own genius and then feel that sense of joy that comes from being who you had always intended to be from the time you signed up to come to earth until the time you leave it, that you are more intentional in all that you do and all that you are. Thank you for listening. This has been Maria Paith with Maria's Angelic University. Be well, God bless, and until next time, many blessings, much love. Thank you for listening to the Angelic University with your host, Maria Paith. If you enjoyed the Angelic University podcast, We'd love for you to subscribe to Angelic University today by visiting www.angelicu.com. That's angelic followed by a capital U.com. Membership benefits include a free private angel reading or coaching session, member-only classes and healing sessions, along with free gifts and special offerings. To learn more about Maria, you can find her on the web at www.mariapaith.com. Com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H dot com. And her book, Angel Decoding, Secret Keys to Communicating with Your Angels, is available on Amazon.